You've got it tuned to KEXP. We're listener-powered radio at 90.3 FM in Seattle. You can find us online around the world at KEXP.org. And today we're streaming live video online at KEXP.org. We've got our good friend Steve Earle in studio. Welcome. How are you? Or welcome back. It's always a pleasure to have you here. It's good to be here. You're a busy fella, and so we get the great pleasure of having you stop by. You've always got something going on. Yeah, well, right now mostly what's going on is this record. But I'm um, working on the book, and, you know, it's late, and... and you know, this record's coming out, so the tour is going to start the middle of April. And and I'm out uh, doing this, going to, you know, radio stations and record stores. You're going to tour with the band, but it's super fun to hear these songs with just you and a guitar. And that's what you're doing today. Yeah, I'm going to do the stuff that, that kind of works like that and uh, do a few of those and then maybe something else. All right. Well, the new album's called Terraplane, and looking forward to hearing some songs from that. Maybe you'll throw in an old one as well today. What are you going to kick us off with? This is from the record. This is called... Um, the acoustic side of this blues thing, <clears throat> I'm pretty comfortable with and done stuff before, and this falls into that category. This is sort of somewhere in the Matt, Matt Slipscomb thing, and I, you know, I have, you know, I saw Manson Lightning in the same room at the same time on uh, several occasions. So. Come by this kind of honestly. Bleak and combined Money in my pocket And women on my mind I'm free Can't nobody tie me down Nothing ever worries me Ain't nobody's daddy now Yeah, I see the women All the very finest kind Clacking on them high It's like an engine down the line I'm free Can't nobody tie me down Nothing ever worries me about his daddy now Now I used to have a woman who wear me to death The hammer's in my pocket and the foot was on my neck And I'm free can't nobody tie me down Nothing ever worries me Ain't nobody's daddy now Got a baby on the east side Honey on the west Got a woman up to her To down that guy's the best And I'm free Can't nobody tie me down Nothing ever worries me Ain't nobody's daddy now Watch this baby live here in the KEXP studios and streaming live at KEXP.org. You can watch the session now. And that was Ain't Nobody's Daddy Now from the new album Terraplane 
from Steve Earle. And again, it's always so great to have you in studio. That sounded amazing. And you grew up in Texas, and you not only grew up listening to the blues, as, as you just mentioned, seeing Mance Lipscomb and Lightning Hopkins, you actually saw a lot of the blues greats. And a lot of people, I mean, blues is a serious thing in Texas. So that No, there is no Los Angeles shuffle. There is no New York shuffle. There is only a Chicago shuffle and a Texas shuffle, and that's just the way it is. So it's, it's a little bit of a dawning thing to think about making a blues record if you come from where I come from. I know some of the people that I know, and uh, I'm going to run into them at festivals, you know, people that do this full time. So, uh, you know, we'll, it'll be interesting to see what they have to say about it. You've had stylistically a very diverse catalog of music over three decades, 30 years or more, and you've certainly touched on blues many times. You mentioned that you're fairly comfortable with acoustic blues, but this is a full-on blues album, and it's taken you a long time to make it. I think that would be surprising to some people. Is it the intimidation factor that you just mentioned? Well, there's some of it. I've got exactly the band to make this record right now. Chris Masterson cut his teeth on this stuff, and he really tries to avoid it in a lot of ways. It was worth it just to see Chris with a Strat in his hands because he'd been avoiding that instrument and this kind of stuff for a long time. But uh, it's... Uh, you know, it was the right time for me to make a blues record on every level, and uh, I had the band that I that could do it, so so I did. I love how uh, I've read some interviews where you've talked about it, not just recently, but over the years. But you've said that blues doesn't cause you know heartache and pain, but it's what helps you get through it. Yeah, yeah, that's what my opinion the blues was about. You know, and there's you can define the blues a lot of different ways. You know, it's uh, it's not like uh, um, you know, I've, I've I've written a lot of songs that were called blues that, you know, wouldn't fit into, you know, the, the rules that I set for myself musically on this record, but they're, they're still the blues, and I, that comes from a concept, a wider concept of the blues that, I, that comes to me from Towns Van Zandt. And, uh, but Towns, you know, he knew, he, you know, I, I saw Lightning, you know, and was in the same room with him several times. Towns knew him and, and, and did the Lightning thing better than almost anybody else I saw like, as a guitar player. He, he actually he really understood how it worked. You do it amazing. The record turned out great. I I hope that you're as happy with it. Oh, I am. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm I, you know just like just like when I made the Bluegrass record. When you set out to do something like this, like this record was sort of like the blues are not easy, but it's there's certain rules that you work within, and and it's sort of, it's like working with the 32 box you know um, crayon box for your whole life, and then and limiting yourself to six crayons of your own choosing and um you know and making it you know coming up with with uh something that works from that and something that more than works you know something that that says everything you want to say and while it's not completely unfamiliar to you obviously this style and even in playing it must be nice after 30 years to do something new yeah it's fun and, and, and it's like you know i'm playing there's like two songs i'm just playing harp on and singing which i've, I've done a few times um but not you know um that was one of the things that sort of led me to this was wanting to do that play harp, you know, through a through an amp and and uh, and I did it a couple of times and on this record and uh, there's acoustic stuff and some electric some stuff I'm playing electric guitar on. The album's called Terraplane. You got another song? Yep, I got a I got. This is uh, well, I, that last song was the Mance thing and there was. Needed to be a lightning thing. This started out to be the lightning thing, but it kind of turned into smokestack on me. It's kind of the closest thing to a chick song on the record. So. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, baby, let your hair hang down. Hey, baby, let your hair hang down. Fall like sovereign on the ground. Hey, honey, put your lips on mine. Hey, honey, put your lips on mine. Like silk, sweet like wine. Never had another kiss taste like that. You're the best lover that I ever had. You're the best lover that I ever had. You're the best lover that I ever had. Hey, baby, whisper in my ear. Hey, baby, whisper in my ear. We're close so I can hear. Hey, baby, when you call my name. Hey, baby, when you call my name. Heaven's shaking, the angels sing. Sin, but won't you bear? You're the best lover that I ever had. You're the best lover that I ever had. You're the best lover that I ever had. We've got Steve Earle live in the KEXP studios. We're streaming live video at KEXP.org. The new album just out this week called yeah. Terraplane. And Steve, you're a masterful storyteller, and Terraplane is such a heartfelt album. Obviously, the blues gives you 
a lot of material that relates with the listener. And you, you can never know as a listener if you're telling, if the, you know, if the writer or the singer is telling personal stories, but this is music that really speaks to people and lets them sort of put their own stories Well, that's what it. the job is in the first place. I mean, I, I don't, people don't really care about what I think, what I feel. They care about how they relate to how, what I think and what I feel. That's, that's what the job is. That's where an audience comes from. I mean, I, uh, the night I met Johnny Cash, he came all the way across the room to tell me that he liked a song of mine called Little Rock and Roller. And it's about missing your kid when you're on the road. But I've had truck drivers come across truck stops to tell me that they like that song. So, you know, everybody misses their kids when they're away from them. And uh, that's, that's what it's about. It's, it's what you have in common with your audience rather than how you're different from your audience. It's what the job is. Speaking of on the road, I've read that you wrote some, maybe most of this album on the road. Yeah, I mean, I started the songs like I do a lot of times. Uh, the first few things were written um, and sort of routined out a little bit on sound checks at the end of the last tour. And then, um, you know, I went out and toured with Sean Colvin some, and then uh, we're going to make a record at the end of this year together. And, uh, but then I went to Europe on my own the end of the summer after touring with the band and touring with Sean some and wrapping up for the for the year and starting to think about another record. And, and I, I just decided for artistic and personal reasons that I needed um, some time to myself. So I took one guitar, one mandolin, and a backpack, and I toured Western Europe. A lot of it by train, most of it by train, and, um, you know, flew when I had to and get from point a to point b i can tell you every train station in the uk that doesn't have a lift and uh it's just uh there's a lot of stuff to drag around but it was kind of you know i hadn't done it like that in a long time no crew and set my own stuff up changed my own strings and and it just uh, and i wrote a lot of lyrics on trains and sitting in sitting in airports are you sort of a solitary person in that kind of environment, or are you the guy that, you know, sits down next to someone, ends up having dinner with someone? And I usually don't, you know, I mean, I meet people every once in a while. I've got friends kind of all over the world, so I run into them. I spend a lot of time, even when I'm on the road with the band, I spend a lot of time by myself. You know, it's one of those things that just, I don't drink, so no, everybody sort of vanishes on days off. You know, I don't ever see anybody on a day off. I usually spend those by myself. You love to travel, though. I've, I've spoken with you abo before about how much traveling inspires your writing and kind of gives you material. Well, sure it does. I mean, I, you know, I love to travel, thank God. I spend most of my time doing it. Um, moving to New York was on purpose, though, because there will come a day when I won't be able to travel as much, and, and that was part of it was watching my dad get ill and then pass away. And, you know, he was his movements were limited so much the last few years of his life, and I had to ask myself, when I get my wings clipped, or if I get my wings clipped, did I want it to be in Nashville, Tennessee? And the answer was no. And I moved to New York ten years ago, so the world will come to me there. It's if nice. I ever have to slow down. It's it's hard to believe it's been ten years. I remember first talking to you when you just moved there. Yeah, it's and ten years. I love to hear that it suits you so well. Yeah, I, I I love it. I don't know why I didn't go earlier, but I guess it was it wasn't time for me to go. Steve Earle's live here in the KEXP studios. We're streaming live at kexp.org, and we would love to hear another song. Well, you can do this is the lightning thing.
Tears upon the moon cross the sun Mama cries, sweet Jesus, what have I done? Lord, have mercy on my unfortunate son Before I drew my second breath, Mama knew She'd just given birth to the king of the blues Day somewhere somebody else died Alone in a dark room and nobody cried Cause there can only be one and I can't be denied The outriders told everybody the news The king is dead, long live the king of the blues Jack of all trades of Dickensian school They never made no kind of love I couldn't lose I'm the high priest, the lonesome and the king of the blues
I love that one. It's Steve Earle live here in the KEXP studio. Songs from the new album, Terraplane, which is great from beginning to end. That is the final track on the album. Been playing that one a ton. And it's so great to hear you perform that by yourself because that's a pretty rocking track. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, that thing works by itself, too, though. I mean, you know, I saw Lightning play with bands, and I saw him play by himself a lot. He, he could do it, but he didn't care. <laughs> and and you do a lot of both. Are you going to tour? Uh, I know you've been doing some solo shows. Are you going to tour with the band as well? Oh, yeah, no, this will be the band. We start um, April 15th in Little Rock, Arkansas. And um, we'll, you know, we'll get here probably, my guess is, my guess is going to be July when we get here, like late July probably. I'd like to talk about your songwriting camp, Camp Copperhead, because you've had some great mentors in your life. You mentioned Towns a little earlier. Can you talk about that? This, it's coming up. It's, is it its second year? Yeah, second year, July 20th in uh, Big Indian, New York, uh, which is the Catskills. I mean, old-fashioned, you know, dirty dancing Catskills up uh, kind of west side of the mountains. Um, it's cool. It's like the cell phones don't work there. The food's pretty good. And... Um, there's an old-fashioned, you know, Catskill camp that's got a hotel in the middle of it, and then there's cabins and other accommodations. You can you can camp in a tent if you want to. There's different levels of accommodation. Uh, the classes are the same, whatever you sign up for. Um, had 110 students last year, I think. I'm the only teacher. Um, it's basically me beating you about the head and shoulders all day long with what I think I know about songwriting. I have a couple of helpers here, both graduate students uh, that, were, that were there last year, and uh, it's uh, Caroline and Trina. Who, they're both they're both poets and and both uh, uh, in MFA programs um, as you know for poetry, and uh, and then also I have a guitar teacher in house, and then Brian out there is out there helping us out with the sound systems and all that stuff, and helping with all the technical side of it. I'm interested to hear that you have a couple poets helping you out because obviously you've ingested a lot of great music throughout your life, but a lot of your songwriting is inspired by literature and theater. And yeah, well, I mean, all those things inform each other. I mean, I don't, um, I'm not a poet. I, I, Gregory Corso used to piss him off when people called songwriters poets, and I agree with him because when you decide to be a poet, it's a very hardcore thing. And uh, most poets, um, you know, teach because they have to. And, um, it's a, it's a great thing to teach. I, I love to teach. It's one reason I do the camp. But, you know, the only, probably the only, only a handful of important poets ever didn't have to teach. You know, like uh, Ted Hughes didn't because his wife taught. <laughs> it's one of those deals. And he also stepped into, to, uh, he stepped into um, Elliot's, you know, gig at BBC right after that. So he never really had to teach for very long. And, uh, but for the most part, you know, Seamus Heaney taught, and Michael Longley taught, and, and you know... Um, and Steve Earle teaches. I, I teach. Even, even you know, Allen Ginsberg taught, you know, at one point. And uh, it's not, um, you know, I think is the one person that, um, you know, the real badass that came out of the beat movement, you know, is, is Allen. He's the one that, 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 that lived and left a body of work, and uh, it still kind of blows my mind. Uh, and, you know, he died with a picture of Walt Whitman above his bed. When you're mentoring these kids, do you recommend, you know, literature for them, things for them to read? Sure. I mean, I, there's kids, and we, we get lots of adults, too. I wish I got more kids. We are offering, um, we all are, are offering five scholarships this year, and uh, they're going to probably come um, in some way or form to the Americana Music Association is how they'll go out there, but they'll be on merit. I'll, you know, I'm the judge. You know, I'm going to have some people wait through this stuff that 
that they don't think that I, I've got some people I kind of trust to wait through stuff that they don't think I'll want to listen to and consider and because we'll get some <laughs> but uh it's uh it's a camp it's not um the only way we I can afford to take the time to do this is in a camp format and um so you don't have to be a professional songwriter or wanting to be a professional songwriter. Every, everybody's showing up. Everybody's treated the same, whether I think they're going to grow up to be a great songwriter. The last time we had 110 people, we had probably 10 people that were real songwriters and uh, either earning part of their living from it or ever any chance of them earning part of their living. And one incredible discovery and uh, you know, one girl who um, I'm hoping – I'm gonna offer her one of the scholarships, and and if she can come back, because she lives in Scotland. But it's it's uh, you know, one person I think is really special is gonna you know probably turn out to be somebody you're gonna hear about. But uh, we uh, it's it's cool. It's I, I love doing it, and and all of the other people, the people that are that some people would dismiss as hobbyists, pay for it for everybody else. So it's one of those things. So everybody's treated equal, and, and every, every it's it's an academic atmosphere. So everybody learns something from it. They learn, you, learn, you at least learn to appreciate songwriting more than you did before you came. Well, you don't have to go on to do it for a living to want to, you know, delve into your passions if it's something that's rewarding for you. Yeah, it's a it's an art form, and it's only been, you know um, – it's only been literature. There were lots of people that were certainly capable of writing literature that that, that wrote songs. I mean, songs kind of started out that way, but then you know, um, you know, and it's kind of weird. It's going full circle. There was a time when the best songwriters went to Broadway, and and I think we're going back to a time when the best songwriters are headed back to Broadway because it's the only place left in in for in the songwriting business where there's any money. And you know, it, it when when Broadway was where the most money was, it attracted the best writers as they grew up, and that started that stopped being Broadway and started being pop and rock music. Now that business is is shrinking all the time, and I think it's going to come full circle. And going back to Broadway, I'm certainly trying. I'm I'm developing um, Washington Square Serenade into a into a broad you know a musical intended for Broadway in the long run. I don't know where you find the time. You're doing that. I don't. I, I just <laughs> keep doing stuff until I drop, and then you're you know. you're working on a memoir. Is that right? Yeah, I am. I just, I mean, which is that's I'm way behind on that. But I have days when I wake up and just don't feel like writing about myself all that much. I try to do it anyway, but it's hard. It makes it the going kind of slow. Well, it seems like you can just do something else that day. Is do you have a couple? Uh, are there a couple films coming out that you are in? There is one out right now called um, "The World Made Straight" that I shot a couple of springs ago in Asheville, North Carolina. It's based on a, a novel by Ron Rash of the same title. It's me, um, Noah Wiley, Minka Kelly, um, Haley Osmond, and Jeremy Irvine, who is the lead in it. Who's uh, English actor, he was in Warhorse, and he's really good. And uh, it's a pretty good movie. It's 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 available to download or, or on pay per view. You know, on all the systems right now, as far as I know, and I think you can buy it on DVD as well. And uh, it's uh, I'm a bad guy, and if you want to see me be something like my characters on Treme and and uh, The Wire, forget it. I'm 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 I got Minka tied to a bed for about half the movie, pimping her out for drug debts. I'm a pretty bad guy. <laughs> you like acting, I can tell. I do. Well, I mean, it's because it's a writing thing still. I mean, when you go out and say, when you have to commit to memory words that were written by, you know, David Simon and Tim Blake Nelson, and and you go out there and and you have to commit them to memory and try to figure out what they mean enough to perform them as as a character, you learn a lot about writing. It's so pleasurable to have you here in the studio today. We've got Steve Earle live on KEXP. You got time for one more song? Yeah, we can do this one in. That way I'll get out of here alive. And... 
My name's John Lee Pittmore. Same as my daddy and his daddy poor. I live a suffering man and I hear. Home from a tender mind twice a year.
Never get tired of hearing that one. Copperhead Road from Steve Earle. He's live in our KEXP studios. The new album, Terraplane, out this week on New West Records. Steve, thank you so much for always being generous with your time with us. Thank you. We'll see you when we come around on the tour. We look forward to it. You've got it tuned to KEXP Seattle.